Nashville. You're listening to the Nashville Rocks podcast. Your source for independent music in Nashville and the Mid-South. Nashville. Now, your host, Jason Coleman. Hey, hey, Nashville Rockers. Welcome to the 15th episode of the Nashville Rocks Podcast. I am your humble host, Jason Coleman, and I personally thank you for your download and or stream, as it were. It's because of you that I continue to promote independent music. It's my passion, and if you're listening to this, that must mean it's your passion, too. On that note, I want to extend thanks to my new best friend, you're not going to believe this, but Nashville Rocks got its first review on iTunes. Woohoo! Thank you very much. I wish, wish, wish I had this person's name. We could go have a beer after the show because I've even asked family members, thanks family, for a review, and I've gotten nothing. So a big, huge thanks and a hug and a virtual beer out to Local Focal. Here's what Local Focal had to say about the show. First, the headline says... The Hidden Gem. I love that. Thank you so much. Then it goes on to say, Hear awesome music all in one place. Nashville Rocks finds the hidden musical gems and delivers. I love that. Well, Local Focal, thank you from the bottom of my heart. Seriously, that's important to me. It's important to the show. Now see, folks, that's what I'm talking about. Local Focal hooked up the show with a review and is a good one. Yay! If you're listening to the show and you're on iTunes or any other podcasting platform, one of the more important things that you can do to help the show is to give it a review, hopefully a good one, but I accept all honest reviews. If you don't like the show, then hey, I'm sorry, but if you do, please go to your podcast platform of choice. Hopefully that's iTunes because of course they're the 800 pound gorilla in the room and leave a review. But... I recently found out that the number one thing you can do to help the show is to subscribe. Can you believe that? iTunes ranks the shows more heavily on the subscriber rate than anything else. So once again, if you love the show and you love these independent artists, please head over to iTunes or your podcasting platform of choice and subscribe. I'm on most of the podcasting platforms, the the big ones, mostly. But if you can't find the show, please let me know by emailing me at info at NashvilleRocks.com and let me know and I'll make sure to get listed. <clears throat> After all, there's a ton of podcast platforms and directories and honestly, I don't know all of them. So that's pretty much business, folks. I might have a little bit more, but uh, please subscribe to the show, head to iTunes and leave a review and make sure to tell your friends and fellow artists about us so we can continue to bring great independent artists right to your ears. Okay? All right. That said, if you have an artist or know of an independent artist that should be on the show, on the show I can't say show today, make sure to email me at info at NashvilleRocks.com, and I'll work out something with those, those people, those artists. Not everybody will get on the podcast, uh, but I can still promote the band or the artist through the website or the newsletter that's coming out now. Oh, yeah. Did I mention the newsletter? That's right. There's a newsletter, and I'm going to try and send it out weekly as I publish the podcast. That's right. Head on over to NashvilleRocks.com and sign up for the newsletter. As I get more content, there may be times when there's different information on the newsletter than I can put on the show or the website or the social. You can also connect with Nashville Rocks on social via Facebook, Twitter, Google Plus, Instagram, and on Instagram we're Nashville Rocks HQ. Somebody had Nashville Rocks. Uh, Pinterest. LinkedIn, believe it or not, and YouTube. And as a matter of fact, for this episode specifically, there will be a special video that coincides with the episode. So you'll want to make sure to find Nashville Rocks on YouTube. I'm also working on getting uh, branded Nashville Rocks merchandise set up uh, and much more merchandise from the artists that I've had on the show. All right. Whew. That's probably the longest, as I'm bumping my mic, that's probably the longest intro I've done in a while. And it's probably going to be like that every time from now on so I can let everybody know what's going on with the website and everything, uh, as well as future guests. Now, I'm excited to reveal my next guest on this episode. This is the 15th episode of the Nashville Rocks podcast. 
This lady's music is soulful and bluesy and would satisfy the most picky critic. Seriously, I'm being very serious with you right now. When we, we recorded a couple of little live songs, and I have this thing when I really like a song or, or I can tell that a song is really good, I get cold chills. Same thing happens with movies. If I know a movie is going to be badass, I get cold chills. So seriously, when we recorded a couple of these things, I got cold chills. She's a multi-instrumentalist playing both piano and guitar and originally hails from Arizona. Now living and working in Nashville, she has tour dates coming up in Nashville as well as a tour out west. I personally think that she kind of she channels Janis Joplin, I think. And I could swear there's some Aretha Franklin in there somewhere too. Now also, make sure to stay tuned till the end of the episode. We've got a, a good surprise for you. We've got a live performance happening and we're going to be giving away a track. We're also we have a free cd that we're going to give away and i will tell you the details on how to get the cd and how to get the track at the end of the episode it's rock it's pop it's blues it's soul and it's the lovely and talented jacqueline monroe welcome to the show hello hello thank you for having me i'm glad we could work this out me too finally. you're a busy girl i've been busy and yes. you're, you're the perfect person to have on the show Thank you. Because Thank you're an independent and you're busy. Yes. That's the key. It's the name of the game. <laughs> tell you what. That is the key. Yes. So uh, let's start ridiculous. What keeps you busy? Why are you so busy? Yes. Well, you have to wear many, many hats as an independent <laughs> artist. And, uh, you know, a lot of people talk about not just the music side of things, but having to manage the business end of things. And so... Um, I do everything from booking to managing all my social media sites to rehearsing with the band, setting up gigs, planning a summer tour right now. So there's a there's a lot to do, um, you know, that you you just you have to wear all the hats and keep all the irons in the fire. So, yeah, I mean, yeah, it's it's a everyday job. <laughs> yeah. And, and, and we should break a little bit of that down, probably. But mm -hmm. yeah, I know <laughs> you've got a lot going on. So this episode uh, mm -hmm. I'm recording in advance now. I warned you people um, I'm recording in advance now. So this will um, this will air uh, next week. Today is the I have no idea what today is. Today is June 8th, but this will this will publish thursday or friday next week yeah so um after that date what have you got some immediate shows coming up around that date or, or later that yeah. we can tell folks about yeah definitely we have one more um show that we're playing local nashville on july 11th it's mm -hmm. part of the midtown masquerade it's going to be at uh, blue bar in midtown okay and that'll be our last show before we go on the road at the end of July. So we're leaving Nashville and we're going to be going all the way back to Arizona where I'm from Okay, and all the way back for a couple of weeks. So nice. taking the band and uh, yeah, we're going to have a What part of Arizona? Time. Phoenix. Yeah, okay. I'm from Phoenix. But uh, we'll be going back to Flagstaff. It's a dry heat. It's a very dry heat and I prefer it that way. <laughs> <laughs> I have never sweat so much as I do in Nashville. <laughs> oh yeah. Oh yeah. Well, it's, we like to say, if you don't like the weather, wait five minutes. But I think there's a lot of people who <laughs> say that about their state. Yep, exactly. New Orleans, you know, Louisiana, Orlando, Georgia, all yeah. the, all the southeastern all the, states where exactly. like, it's humid and it's hot. Yep. Well, we can summer. fry eggs on our car and on the pavement back home. So that's oh, kind of yeah. neat. That's different. <laughs> uh, they don't really do that here. Maybe, maybe yeah. it's a little too much humidity it's, or something. It's more like of a Southwest kind of flavor. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Uh, car flavored eggs car flavored eggs <laughs> <laughs> exactly that's awful who knew yeah so you're going back to arizona and so are you hitting like a regional area or are you just hitting arizona itself like certain cities in we're, arizona um actually we go back annually so we're going to flagstaff which okay. is uh, my dad has a home there and so we do kind of a homecoming that's like tour your and base of operations yeah. while you're hitting different clubs and whatnot yeah um i have some friends that own a really cool bar called the state bar so we usually do two shows while we're while we're there we'll be there Thursday and Saturday, and then we do a private gig for um, a golf community there. So it, it's enough to you know take us all the way out west, and right. and it's an excuse for everybody in Phoenix to travel up to Pine Country and get out of the heat. Well, so you know that's right. It's a little better than being in Phoenix right. in the summertime. Anyway. It's not as uh, much red dirt. Exactly. Up north. Okay. It, it's a little more red dirt. It's actually um, only 15 minutes from Sedona, so you have all the red oh, rock. Okay. And I've been to Sedona. It's believe beautiful. It or not. Yeah. 
So we, we, we try to squeeze in a little bit of vacation for ourselves. So who put the tour together? That I put everything together. So you um, do all your booking. I did, and I worked actually with Kyle from Indy on the Move, and uh, he helped kind of put together the booking, the initial blast to all the venues. And from there, I fielded all the responses and put the booking together and all the negotiations and all that good stuff. Nice. So I've learned a lot. It's been a learning, learning process, but I've really enjoyed it. It makes you appreciate the business that you're in on all different levels aside from music. So I actually have enjoyed it. It's been a little daunting at times, but um, I'm super excited to just finally, when that day hits, July 24th, we hit the road. Right. So we're going to go from St. Louis to Kansas City, Denver, Albuquerque, Arizona, back through Tulsa, wow. Memphis, and then back home to Nashville. So, nice. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, we have quite a trek. So Yeah, and, that, and it coincides with the release of... Confessions, yes, awesome. the new EP, yeah. So we're excited to promote that. Now, when you out. say EP, I have to ask this of all artists: how many, how many songs are on there? The there are five songs total. Okay. Four are that's a traditional EP. Five songs. It is. A yeah. lot of people can sometimes put seven or three. Or yeah, it's like each... okay, an EP is five songs. <laughs> There's a formula. <laughs> yeah, I did six on my last one, so I guess I broke the rules. But um, this one, I did Breaking five. I know every once in a while, it's not a bad thing. <laughs> <laughs> I did four that are original and co-writes with uh, my producer Peter Keys and then one is actually um, more of an artistic cover of uh, a Dolly Parton song called uh, I Will Always Love You. Well you can't mess that up. And I didn't do it like Whitney and I definitely would well, not try to. Well you're a blues girl right? I mean <laughs> yeah. you can't do it like Whitney. I can't. I'm a blues and I'm a soul girl but yeah I can't touch Whitney. Yeah, I'm yeah. gonna just leave that there. <laughs> you, you may actually be one of the uh, more rocking artists that i've had on the show i hmm. think pretty much everybody's been pop some southern rock kind of yeah. country-ish you know but as far as rock the the only rock i can have on our bands and i don't have enough microphones for a whole <laughs> band is and that's sad doesn't translate too well no i want to have some hard rock bands in here because i'm a hard rock guy yeah yeah um but I don't have the gear for that. Yeah, well, un understood. <laughs> Sorry, guys. You just leave that to the track to That's play right. that. <laughs> when I start making some money off this podcast, then I'll buy more mics and more headphones, and we'll be set for there some rock go. bands. Yeah, that'll be killer. I look forward It'd to that. It'd be hard to have them all in, the, in my office, too. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, trust me, we have quite a crew. We've got, uh, in our band, uh, usually a couple electric guitars, uh, Andrew, who's going to play with me today, plays saxophone as well. He's amazing. And oh. drums, bass, um, organs. And so we we go anywhere from a very stripped down, like drums and electric guitar, kind of a White Stripes vibe with a right. female lead singer to full band. So when you get that set up, we'll come back and right. yeah. really jam out for everybody. Yeah, and have everybody in here. Absolutely. <laughs> yep. I'm not afraid to do that. Yeah. Um, it, so I just recently saw a clip that someone shot using their cell phone, I believe, in a nightclub. And Uh-oh, this sounds scandalous. <laughs> no, 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 no. I'm and, uh, you actually posted, hey, thanks for shooting this video for me. Yeah, That's awesome. Yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. But you were scraping the pipes on that song. What song was that? Yeah, yeah, that was actually this past Sunday at Soul Shine Pizza Soul Factory. Shine, that was it. Mm -hmm. That was in the clip Midtown. that I saw. It's actually been uh, a jam that I've been attending for the last four years and have connected with some awesome musicians through and met a lot of my bandmates and people who have played with me. But uh, yeah, I usually go out there and get up and do a couple songs, but we did Joe Cocker's version of um, with a little help from my friends. So, right. Yeah, it's on my Facebook Well, you did a version of that. <laughs> it was a bit, yeah, it was quite a departure there was a from Joe Cocker. a lot Cocker, of energy in that tune. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, we had and a you good can time. get up there. I was like, I think she, uh, she, she might be channeling some Janis Joplin going on here. <laughs> I've gotten that from time to time. Yeah. yeah, people have said that for sure. I I leave it all on the stage. That's why you know sometimes people hear the recorded version of what I do, but I really love for people to come to a live show because we really just cut there's, loose. There's energy. Yeah, there's, there's a lot of energy. And so, tell me about uh, you being a vocalist. Um, Tell me about how what what's your philosophy necessarily on your stage presence because it, yeah. there's there's several different philosophies especially with just a vocalist not someone who you know is constantly playing an instrument yeah you're most of the time you're a vocalist but you do play right um, tell me what what is your your frame of mind between being the girl who's running around on stage and putting your whole body into it mm -hmm. and 
singing from your toes yep. versus the ones who are standing up against the mic stand and never yeah. move. Yeah. How do you feel? How do you feel about that energy and how, you know, why did you choose to go there or is it just a natural? Yeah. Um, well, I've been singing for a long time and, you know, I've done, you know, certain types of training, but I'm mostly self-taught. And uh, when I first picked up a guitar when I was 12 and started songwriting, my voice was much different than it is now and it's evolved quite a bit. But what I have found actually being out here in Nashville and having put a band together is that I had the freedom to step out from behind my instrument. So a lot of times I was so tied to my piano or my acoustic guitar and I would perform a lot that way. But when I stepped out from behind the instrument and just kind of let the band, you know, get to know the material and really support me, my voice just took on a whole new evolution. It was really, it was really I, like. I feel that. I'm, I'm, I'm a lousy songwriter and I, I know that when I perform yeah. for my family and my kids, <laughs> um, I sing mind. much better when I'm not playing an instrument. Right. And when I'm playing an instrument and singing, I'm kind of average at both. Mm-hmm. And when I'm playing a guitar without singing, I play guitar better. Right, right, <laughs> so exactly. Is it, is it that kind of scenario? It, yeah, it, you know, I, you I don't freed claim to yourself be... up from doing multiple, being a multitasker on right. stage, right? I'm always envious and I'm always, you know, trying to get better at my instrument, always. But um, for me, I don't claim to be the best guitar player or the best, you know, piano player. So for, for me, I'm not trying to, you know, master that necessarily. I just want to give the best performance. So if that means for a song that really calls for me to be running around the stage and headbanging or doing whatever I'm doing and right. singing from my toes type of thing, but that's what I'm going to do. I'm going to step out from the, the instrument and do that. And there's some that's more stripped down and just more intimate that it's more effective behind right. an I instrument. I totally get that. Yeah. So yeah, it's letting kind of, the song dictate exactly the energy on the stage exactly and that's really you know putting thought into your set and kind of responses from your audience and what people like and what people are like oh that was really cool you know we've had like cello out on stage with us for one show that was i love the cello very vibey it was very yeah. vibey and it was stripped down i was behind the piano and people loved that too so there i've kind of been on this journey of experimenting with my band and with what i do and bring to the table to find what works for the live shows the right. best and for me as a vocalist really so right. well let's talk about some songs yeah let's let's go in you the first song that you wanted to do uh the tracks that we have uh one of them is called puppet yeah let's talk a little bit about puppet and uh you could even go into songwriting like how did that come about did yeah. you work with someone else do you have a specific formula that you use when you're writing well, this song, actually, um, I've written a lot of music on my own, and I've done some co-writes, but not as much as I've written just solo. Um, so this this particular EP, the producer on it was Peter Keys. Um, he plays in Leonard Skinner, and he's also a songwriter himself and has his own project. But we were collaborating for this EP and kind of, you know, figuring out what sound we were going for and what best represents what I'm doing now as far as my live shows and uh, definitely more of like a rock element and soul and blues. And he had some music that he had written to this track and the music was there, but it was really more geared towards um, a male vocal or almost like the content was more geared towards a male. So I said, strip the vocals off of that, send it to me and let me just you know play with it. And as soon as I sat with that for like a week, I wrote it in chunks, that one I wrote in chunks, but, um, but yeah, I finally settled into that hook of Puppet and it just seemed to like gel perfectly with the music. So I brought it back to Peter and had recorded the demo and he was like, yes, yes, let's do this, let's go. We're gonna, we're gonna run with this. So um, that was a collaboration between the, uh, the both of us and I, I'm really happy with it, so. That's awesome. Yeah. This is Puppet, Puppet, if I can see it. <laughs> this is Puppet from Jacqueline Monroe.
Okay, and we are back with Jacqueline Monroe, and that was Puppet. And I, when I'm listening to that song, I cannot help but think of one of those Latin dances. Mm-hmm. And I cannot think of the name of the dance. Tango. Is it the maybe. tango? Yeah. It sounds very tango-ish. Yes, it is very tango-ish. My mom said the same thing. My mom is not uh, in music by any means, but she, uh, in her older age, has taken up ballroom dancing so nice, yeah. what's cool is she's been able to spin the record at her ballroom dancing classes nice. and i was really excited to present this one to her because more than my last ep she's like oh this is the tango I'm like yeah right, right have fun yes that would be great yeah <laughs> tango to some rock and blues right right awesome yeah, it's pretty fun well is the rest of the album all for dancing <laughs> <laughs> there's the <laughs> it's not all dancing but i'm sure my mom could interpret them she'd be like this is the right. foxtrot or this is a waltz right but, yeah so um you know we were talking a little bit uh off mic about how certain outside influences affect when you are out and playing and trying to pack clubs yeah Tell me a little bit about some of that frustration, because I know there's a lot of other independents who've had the same experience. Yeah, man, especially in Nashville, um, you know, it's it, there are a thousand shows a night going on at any given venue. So, you know, when you announce a show even a month or two in advance, it's really all about the personal connections you've created and, you know, having having your own kind of fan base within right. Nashville. So for me, it's really been about creating personal connections and people that have just been, you know, loyal to, to, to me as a person and also to my music career. And I'm just, I'm pretty blessed to, you know, have, have packed out some rooms and right. have people that have showed up to support and uh, continue to show yeah, up to every anyone, show. Any one night, you know, your average Joe who wants to go out and see some, some uh, music or hear some music, they've got 50 different places they can choose to go yeah absolutely i think my my first club i ever a lot of i I said this in the last episode that's why so many nashville musicians want to play outside of nashville exactly that's true i just talked on another radio interview about that that uh you know the money is made outside of nashville and uh so but what's nice about living here is that you can get so many places so easily like you can make a run to cincinnati or louisville or um, Indianapolis and, right. you know, start building a fan base outside of Nashville where you don't even have to stay overnight. You can go and gig and come right back or you right. know, do a short circuit. And uh, that's really cool about living in Nashville is that it's very centrally located, easy to tour, easy Especially to kind of... the Southeast, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely, yeah. That's... Uh, don't think of it being a hub. I, they used to call it like the third coast or something like yeah. that, you know? Yeah, yeah. Um, which is kind of weird, but... Yeah, I know. Yeah, <laughs> it, it is centrally like. located for the southeast for sure. Yeah, you know, for you sure. You hit Florida, Georgia, Virginia pretty quickly, mm-hmm. um, and those coastal towns sometimes can have some pretty nice venues. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, we're we're just starting to kind of venture out. We've done a lot of shows in uh, Cincinnati, so that's been kind of one of our cool. our hubs outside of here that we've done well with. But uh, we're gonna I've add. I've been Louisville. up there for an Oktoberfest before, and it was it was massive. Yeah, they. I yeah. mean, that's such a cool town. We love Cincinnati's been really fun and really good to us. So we have some great cool. support then, there. Now, do you always play in a blues club or is it, is it? We've played everything. We've played out in kind of like. Because um, it's kind of, it's kind of a, a cross platform. Of, yeah. Uh, it's not blues. It's not soul. Like you said, it's like a just. Yeah. There's, I, I find in some friends of ours, the Buffalo Wobs and the Price Hill Hustle, they're um, more of an Americana folk based kind of group. And so they do something completely different, but we've really had great responses, even playing in an area where that's kind of more predominant than what I do, but, uh, people have embraced it and, you know, it's been a a nice crossover for us. So nice. Yeah. Do you have a favorite venue that you've, that you've played up to this date? Oh, just anywhere. Ooh. Well, you know what? The exit in was pretty, that was like, uh, Pretty it's legendary. Most, it's the most straightforward venue you could probably ever be in. Yeah. It's, it's not an awkward room. It's not. Yeah. It's just a rectangle. <laughs> you it know? is. It's... You have a stage. You have a floor. You have some tables. You've got a bar. Exactly. It's a performance. I would definitely. Um, between that and just within Nashville anyway, uh, between that and 12th and Porter, those were two really good venues, good rooms. The sound and was great. Twelfth and up and running again now. Yeah, yeah. It's, yeah we uh, actually did my, <clears throat> excuse me, my first EP release there 
and uh, it got shut down a year or two later, but it's reopened and we... Uh, new ownership, I'm sure. It yep. changes hands all the time. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So that's all new. And But we're looking forward to get getting back in the room. They've yeah, kind of moved where the soundboard is. It's like up in the balcony now. And oh, okay. So I'm wondering That'll how that is. That'll make it tough for the uh, audio engineer. Yeah. yeah. But they've, you know, they have iPads now and they can right. run around the room Everything and everything's super high tech and right. hands-free or... Yeah. That's kind of true. Wire That's kind of true. <laughs> the days of the analog uh, audio engineer are gone. Yeah, They're exactly. Gone. Yep. I, I was going through, uh, you know, production school when the debate was going on. Is oh, analog wow. better than digital? You know, all this mm-hmm. kind of stuff. I was like, you best move over because analog's gone. Watch out. <laughs> yeah, it's <laughs> exactly. this is gone. And there were still some people like, oh, analog just sounds so much better. Tape has this, this, essence, this essence to mm-hmm. it and all this. I was like. Even if it does, it's it's, um, it's, yeah, it's, it's becoming a thing in the, the past. Rug. But I think does anybody playing a cassette tape anymore? No. Right, well, <laughs> maybe some of these hipsters do. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> I feel like they're bringing it back. Yeah, and the wax on the mustache as well. You know? Right, right. Yes, yeah. absolutely. I see a lot of those. <laughs> so, what are your crowds like? Um, we have a pretty like wide demographic. I mean, as far as age range, we we see everything from you know early 20s to like 65 and people i don't know i it's a pretty mixed bunch of people that that support the music so i don't know i couldn't pinpoint a demographic i'm still trying to kind of figure that out but uh i find that the people who do show up and do like what we do are very loyal so um loyal beautiful when you're trying to build a following for Mm -hmm. sure yeah sure for sure it's been so when you guys were putting together this tour going out west um you mentioned earlier that you had a guy that put together an email blast of of some sort were you in on building that how how did that kind of thing because i'm trying to leave cues for some of the independents who may not be there yet oh absolutely what kind of process did you guys go through to start that ball rolling yeah well indie on the move i'll just give them a plug because it's awesome kyle weber um, was the one who founded it and he is still very very hands-on even um, as big as it's grown and Mm -hmm. been a resource for a lot of independent musicians but um, it's a place where really you can uh, cross promote and cross connect with other bands and other towns all across the country so you can find venues listen to their music build them into your shows for headliners or for openers um booking music promotion marketing anything that you need to know as an independent musician Mm -hmm. being your own business owner so to speak they have tons and tons of resources on that website so it's free to enroll um it wasn't free as far as the booking process, but it was well worth the fee that I paid just to have Kyle's assistance. Um, you know, when you're booking a tour on your own, or even if you are a booking agent, I mean, that is a, it's a huge undertaking. It is, absolutely. So what Kyle did for me is we kind of built the markets that we wanted to hit going out to Arizona, and uh, he has all the contacts already for the club, so that made it super easy. So what he did is compile, compile the markets that we're gonna hit, send one blast, kind of send a nice email that really translates well to when, you know, people are reading those and opening them up. They're not like too much fluff and too much content. It kind of gets to the point, gives them who you are. And uh, so he sent that blast to all the, you know, the places that we're going to hit. And then I just fielded those responses. So that just that initial email blast was like a huge thing to take off of my plate to just Absolutely. send it out and then I'll field Rather all the responses. Rather than make a phone call after phone call after phone call trying to get the yeah. promoter to call you back. Exactly. So the everything that he did was super effective and really just helped kind of launch me into the process of booking. So right. it was really awesome. And you just sat back and answered the emails and, and talked to the promoter and yep. booked the date. Yeah, and just started, you know, negotiating dates. And, you know, if, if that didn't work, like, definitely booking contacts for the future to come back to those markets what do you do when the when the promoter says well you've never played here before do you have an audience yeah you know i kind of already because that's what i always hear i do a little bit booking myself and i always hear the same thing that's tough and you know some people just said you know we don't actually book acts that don't have a local draw so you know i did get some places that said that other people um i kind of tackled that right out of the gate in my first email saying hey i would be happy to secure an opener and you know have some contacts in your area so that way it kind of just puts that in their mind that hey and then you slay the 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 regular act (laughs) right 
Well, we hope to. That yeah. The opening <laughs> act slay, slays the headliner and, <laughs> and they come out and everybody walks out. And they're like, whoa. <laughs> Dude, you got some shoes to fill. Yeah, right. Right. Because, I mean, you guys are great. I mean. Well, thank you. I've been around a lot of musicians and <laughs> it's you. good stuff. It's really good stuff. Cool. Let's, uh, let's talk about the next one. Um, this one's lost and found. Yeah. And we're not talking about like your, like my daughter's sweater who gets lost and found <laughs> all the time at school. Right. So where did this, uh, well, where'd this come from? This is actually, um, Peter, Peter Keys wrote this. And so I had a little bit of collaboration, but this is more his song. And this to me just had, um, well, let's stop for a second. Cause Peter's coming up several yeah. times. Okay. Yeah. How did you meet this guy? Because um, you said he's played with... Um, yeah, he currently plays in Leonard Skinner. Yeah. yeah. Um, so this is... And yeah. he's in Nashville now? or He's, he is. In, he's okay. Nashville-based, yeah, okay. but uh, he's been a part of P-Funk in the past, and he's done a lot of stuff. And he, So how did that connection happen? Yeah, so we actually met when I first moved here. In the first year, um, I got called to do some extra work on the ABC show Nashville, mm-hmm. And uh, anyway, one of the directors got a hold of my demo. I hadn't even cut my first EP, mm-hmm. but I had a song on there that uh, he really loved. And he said, would you want to come and play for our rap party for season one at Titan Stadium um, for the cast and the crew? And I was like, uh, yes, uh, that's a duh. no-brainer. Yeah, <laughs> no-brainer, of course. So Huge uh, door opening. Heck yeah. Um, I didn't even have a band put together really at that point except for um, my guitar player. And so... Uh, we showed up and got to do a short set for everybody. And um, before that, he said, show up to this venue and we're going to do a rehearsal. I'm going to have a band there for you, so don't worry about it. I was like, that rocks. Well, I show up and turns out to be uh, Peter Keys and uh, Kenny Olson from uh, Kid Rock and my friend Jay Cott on bass. And so those became my brothers really quickly and good friends of mine. And we continue to play together shows when we can. And so at this latest record, given the fact that it does have more of a rock and blues element, uh, Peter kind of came on the radar for that, and he's getting into the production world and uh, you know doing some cool stuff. So I thought it would be a good collaboration. So Lost and Found um, was a song of his that uh, came about, and I loved it. It had a very Motown kind of just up-tempo feel to it, and I, I dug it. I was like, let's put this on the record, absolutely. So yeah.
And we're back with more Jacqueline Monroe. And you just heard Lost and Found. And, um, you know, we were, we were talking off the mics a little bit about um, your your sound and, and, and the kind of things that I hear. I mean, I always, whenever I listen to music, I always think of where does this song belong, you know? And uh, I hear some, like, gritty, like, TV show openings and stuff like yeah. that for, like, a, a good... Uh, you know cop show or something like yeah. that you know have you have you had any kind of thing like that where you've licensed your music out for television or independent film or anything yeah like that? yeah i actually work with um john delang from a company called tinderbox they're based mm-hmm. out of minneapolis but um he also works here out of the csac building and he did my first radio campaign and all my tv um sync licensing and uh basically i had 10 different networks that picked it up but the one that i know of for sure that did uh have placement was my song fly on my last ep on mtv and so actually i was a featured artist on that episode and it was for one of their reality shows and it's kind of cool um the way that the song was used it was for a part of the episode where there's a girl on it that was battling with cancer and she's since passed away unfortunately but um, she was talking about her struggle with um, battling cancer, and they use the song "Fly," which has very like kind of light and redeeming kind of factor to it. Okay. And it was really cool to like. I was working at the bar. I'm a bartender by by day, if you want to call it that. But right. uh, and uh, we got to turn the episode on and watch it with all the patrons. They were so oh, excited. Nice. So we watched the episode live and got to hear the song air. Oh, and it was cool. Great. So that was my first placement. And so that's and that's "Fly." Yeah. And that's on your. First, first EP, EP which is and yeah, still t- on iTunes. Well, tell us about Fly. Yeah, I mean, is it because it's uh, uplifting and redeeming. It is. It's yeah. It's definitely a different flavor than what's on. You know, some of the music on this new EP, but definitely re- reflects kind of um, a very heartfelt message, but has a redeeming factor. And there's a tempo change in the song, which is always what sticks in people's minds when it hits that Fly chorus, and um, just kind of I don't know, just feels very. I mean, uplifting, for lack of a better word. Right, so, right. Yeah. And a lot of musicians love tempo changes. Yeah, right. Oh, yeah. You should have seen when I introduced that one to my band to play live. Like, uh, what? <laughs> they wanted huh? to kill me for the first little bit. And then oh, I'm sure. Once we got it, they were like, oh, well, let's play it. We yeah, your it. drummer has to be pretty reliable in that. Yeah. Yeah, Ty- yeah Tyler Haley, he's been uh, with me for the last three years or so, and he's he's been a rock and holding it down, and he knows the material nice. probably better than anybody, so he's nice. been awesome. Awesome. Well, if you've gotten this far through the episode and you're loving Jacqueline's stuff like I am, then uh, we'll let you on a little secret. We're going to do another song uh, in this episode, and it's going to be a free download. So we're going to do, what? what's the song we're doing? And it's one of the new ones, right? Yeah, it is. It's a song I wrote on the record called Burn. Burn. So we're going to do Burn here. That reminds me of that <laughs> 70s show where the guy's like, Burn! <laughs> From the yes. 70s. I remember my sisters doing that when I was a kid, too. That's what they actually yeah. said in the 70s. <laughs> Burn! Well, perfect. Yeah. Uh, I'm an idiot sometimes. <laughs> you just have to put up with me. I've got ADD or something. Who knows? <laughs> <laughs> but we're going to make sure you guys uh, get to hear the live version of Burn, and you'll be able to go to the website and download that, and that's going to be awesome, cool. uh, free, and uh, you don't have to worry about buying the CD. But the yeah. CD's out there. Yeah, for sure. The, you've got it everywhere. Uh, Amazon, iTunes. Um, I'll have a link to it in the show uh, notes as well so yeah, that they can get can to it. Go to the website too, www.jacklemonroe.com. You can buy a physical and copy And spell there. Jacqueline. Yes. Hey, no even K's. though I'll have it in the notes, but go ahead. Yes. I always say no K's, no Q's. So J-A-C-L-Y-N. Monroe. And it's Monroe. Just like yeah. Marilyn or the president. There you go. Yes. There you go. Okay, cool. So um, we talked a little bit in the very beginning about your your upcoming gigs. Let's talk about past gigs. I mean, we talked about venues that you love and everything. Yeah. Um, but have, do you have any? Uh, I love to ask this story oh boy. because you know if if you're a lady on the road with a bunch of nasty guys, mm. um, I'm sure you have some road stories. Do you have any? Oh my goodness! N- dirty or nasty road stories without? Oh. <laughs> cussing that you can share well no one's athlete's foot was too bad in the past so i lucked out there the car <laughs> smelled pretty 
fresh. <laughs> <laughs> I wear enough perfume and lotions to like there compensate for that. That's but right. No, I think um, probably just, just being on the road with guys is enough. It's right? enough. Yeah. Right. It's yeah. I mean, that's yeah. You're you're kind of reaching all levels of. So are you guys going out in like a Econoline van or what? How are you hitting the road? Do you have a small bus we're or gonna, everybody's no, cars yeah. or what? We're gonna do we're gonna do a small vehicle of some sort, <laughs> probably a van. Yeah, just to pack an, all an old gear. VW bus. Yeah. Pull a trailer. Oh man, that, I would love that as long as it's reliable. Cause I, in all the honesty, I can't part, change a, yeah. a tire. I right. hate to admit that, but I can't. I'll so. show you before you leave. It's okay. Perf- thank yeah. you. Yeah. I love a crash course. <laughs> <laughs> no, but yeah, we uh, we spent a road trip. Actually, this was pretty fun. We uh, went to play South by Southwest two years ago now. And uh, my bass player at the time had convinced us to take his Prius and pack our gear and it would save on gas. And I was like, oh, seems like a good idea. And there was four of us, but we also had gear and we also had, you know, suitcases. And of course I had the biggest suitcase, you know, I, I've learned over time to Ladies condense, like a suitcase. you know, have options, but I, I've right. learned to condense. I really have. But uh, we took the Prius as an 18 hour drive and uh, man, we, you should have seen us. It was like a clown car. Just the four of us packed in with Sardine all can. our gear and <laughs> that would have been our theme song. Yes, yeah. exactly. So we made it all the way down to South by Southwest and we had a great time. And I think round trip, we only spent $120 on gas. Nice. So. You but know, you just had to put up with the sardine can. We did. We did. And I threw my back out after I got home. Oh, and yeah. <laughs> First time just in my life. getting out of the car. Yeah. <laughs> Peeling yeah. myself yeah. out of the back seat. Yeah. Like, all right. Yeah. yeah. Oh, that's <laughs> But it was an experience. And everyone did great on the road, actually. We had a good See, time. See, folks, not everybody goes out on the road in like a 160-foot luxury bus. That's right. Be, although that would be nice. We, uh, we were really more... Trying to be cost efficient at the time. Absolutely, <laughs> especially South by Southwest does not pay. So, so, so you know, you've been independent long enough to talk about where you spend your money, how you spend your money, yeah. what you spend your money on. You know, you're thinking about, oh, I gotta, gotta pay for recording time. You know, I've gotta pay for gas on a trip. Do you have any like? Awesome, like Mrs. Cheap in the Tennessean, like great ways for independence to save money. Really, What's a good boy, way to I've, spend and save money? Boy, if I if I knew, I'd share that tip. No. <laughs> There's been a lot of money going out. Do the best you can, folks. <laughs> Keep the day job. That's exactly right. Yeah, no, I mean, all my, my extra money really is spent on, you know, things that, uh, that I've got to be able to afford and that are important. I, I guess the most important thing really is going to be your music. I mean, that's your product. That's your vehicle that you're going to sell at shows. It's going to promote you. So, um, but what I have leveraged is Indiegogo. So I've done two Indiegogo campaigns to raise money for both of my albums. And that's been really cool. And it's also a neat way to engage people in your music and feel like they're part of the process. So was it a successful thing? Were, were you happy with the Indiegogo process? Yeah, because um, there's so many different venues now to raise money, right, right. crowdfunding. There's, Pledge Music, Indiegogo, GoFundMe, all that kind of stuff. But Kickstarter, yeah. But um, I personally found success, and I really found Indiegogo to be very savvy as far as um, ways for people to donate. How much were you able to raise? Um, So for my first one, I raised a little over seven thousand dollars. That was for my first project. The next one, um, I didn't raise quite as much, but uh, I had some people come in after that window of time closed to donate. So right. it helped me to be able to fully They're fund. just like, hey, can I write you a check? Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. I'm not going to turn that down. So that was right. really that was really nice. And I was able to fund both albums. Of course, you know, out of pocket, you know, I had to pay for, you know, duplication of the CDs and things like sure. that. So, but I've also learned that I've uh, kept track of all my receipts and I do, I have an actual tax consultant now nice. that specializes That's in the music industry. all the sense in the world. Yep. It? I yeah. think uh, Taylor Swift might be one of their their clients, but um, they they've taken care of me, and I've gotten a pretty good tax refund back for a couple of years now, and just from everything that I've spent um, nice. out of pocket. But yeah, as far as um, anything like a tip for saving money, I you know really just doing it yourself, <laughs> utilizing what's, what's your, your resources. You know, I'm I'm totally getting off track here because that's what I do. But what is your ultimate goal? I mean, because it used to be back in the day, everybody wants to get picked up by a label and sell a platinum record and live in a mansion in Beverly Hills or whatever. But that's that environment has changed Mm -hmm. completely. Um, And I think there's more people that are doing it for the love of music now than there ever were because there are so many obstacles in the way. 
but there are also independents who are making a great living. Yeah. Um, what, so what's your ultimate goal? Do you just want to make a living and continue to make music or are you looking for the, the stardom or tell me about how you feel about music and your future? Yeah, I really just, for me, it's all about the love of music and being able to make a living in any capacity, like on any level, as long as I can make a living doing my music, um, whatever that may be. Are you be. close now? Are you pretty I'm, close? I'm getting closer. I'm Especially getting closer. with the new album coming out? Yes. Yeah, I'm getting closer You probably closer just spent to a ton of money. But. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So, you know, we're going to go on the road to hopefully recoup some of those right. those funds and, and make some money. But, yeah, you know, if I can afford to pay my band and go play out live and, you know, um, even as a songwriter, I mean, I would still hope and... Um, love to have placements with you, even other artists. So Absolutely. for me, you know, there's some stuff that I write that I realize it's just not for me. It's, you know, maybe for a country artist or maybe for a rock artist, but um, right. I still have that iron in the fire. So I guess for me, um, in that sense, I still would love to have a, a huge cut at some, some point in my career. But for me as an artist, you know, I've uh, had some opportunities come on the table for label deals and um, I've that I've turned down, quite frankly, because in I've this environment, I've been around people that have turned them down as well. Yeah, it's uh, it's just an interesting thing, I guess. Um, I think like a business owner, and uh, there's some things that I don't want to relinquish just That's yet right. until it's the right thing. And they so, want to be, you know, if you look at it from a business perspective, they want to come in and own more than fifty-one percent. Right, exactly. They really do. And that's you know not always. And they're a thinking bad that's thing. the only way we can make money. Right. Uh, and you're thinking oh, I'm going to lose my creative, so it's yeah. always something that you really have to contemplate. Yeah. And, if, if if that give and take is going to be worth it in the right. long run, and so is it, far is it a label that it's gonna you know are they are they gonna gel yeah with exactly you? yeah and there's some stuff that i can't like officially talk about yet but there True. are some things uh in the works as far oh, as come on talk about it. Uh, no, i'm just messing yeah no peter's peter's got some stuff in the works as far as a label's concerned that's and great. so yeah everyone can see yeah, having a contact like that's got to be priceless very yeah it's been very uh well, i've been very lucky and very blessed to work with the people that i've worked with and you know, doors that have been opened. I mean, tell Peter I want to interview him, see what he yeah, says. Yeah, he'll come tell on me. this no name podcast and uh, <laughs> talk to this guy in his in his home studio, his home office. We'll see. We'll see if we can <laughs> twist his arm. Um, well, that's great, and you know, uh, I'm so happy to have had you on the show. Thank you, you. You've really, honestly, if I when I rewind this and I start listening back to what we've actually talked about, I've got a lot of notes to take. Yeah. So I really think that you've been uh, an asset to some of the indies out there cool. who are still a few rungs down the ladder from you that are that are needing to, to get out there. You've you've provided a lot of good information. Today. Well, thank you. Yeah, thanks um, for having me. And the me. music is fantastic. I'm excited awesome. for you going out on this new tour. I me know that's got to be exciting. Yeah. Do you okay? Do you get? Are you one of those people that just commands the stage and you never have a problem or do you, do you get butterflies? Um, oh, I definitely still get butterflies for sure, but it's a nervous energy. So I just like channel that into my You're scared. Like, so you sing louder. Yeah, that's right. That's I, right. I think that's what I would do <laughs> if, if, if I could sing. Hopefully um, don't, you know, blow anybody's, you know, ears <laughs> off, but you know. Well, there are some people that just can, I mean, it's no big deal whether they're in front of a camera or they're in front yeah. of 30,000 people that could care less. And then there's others who are still phenomenal artists, but they get sick yeah. before they go on stage. Yeah, thank God I've, you know, worked out of that. My butterflies have gotten better over the years, and now it's just, I get a nervous excitement. I The stage, like, is my home to me. I just right. love, I love performing live, and, you know, I just channel that nervous right. energy and try and Speaking put on the best of show live, Yeah. Speaking uh, of live, we're going to do a live track here yeah. in just a second, and we're doing Burn. Yeah. And uh, it's going to be available for free, free download on the site. And um, so, and you have Andrew here to, yeah, to accompany Andrew you. Andrew Riley, yes. Awesome. Andrew's um, amazing. So let's go ahead and get you guys mic'd up and we'll go ahead and listen to Burn and don't forget to go to the site and get your free download. Yeah, awesome. Step into those high, high heels Red lips to make you feel Like a woman on the moon Yeah, 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 like a woman 
see it in my walk, you see it when I talk. Know it's up to me, your back's against the wall. Know it's on your mind, I feel it every time. Taste it on my lips like a sweet, sweet wine. Smoking like a fire, burning with desire. Come away with me, and I'll get you And that was Burn, live in the Nashville Rock Studios, if you want to call them that. My office with a couple of microphones. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it works. But it's, a, but it's a great tune. I think you're going to have a lot of success uh, with these new songs on this Thank EP. You. Um, you know, I'm probably going to burn it in the car. It's probably nice. going to catch on fire <laughs> <laughs> when I'm riding in the car. Yeah. Because uh, I, I love the sound. I love the tune. I love, I love, I love rock and roll. Yeah. It's awesome. Um, so I'm excited for you. I, you know, why don't we tell people where they can go see you, not only in Nashville, but where you're headed out West. Yeah. Um, and I'm assuming we can find you on the Facebooks and the yeah. Instagrams on the internet, all the interwebs, whatever you're. And it's Jacqueline, J A C L Y N. Right. Jacqueline Mon- Monroe, M O N R O E. So JacquelineMonroe.com. I host everything on that site tour dates, um, you know, upcoming shows, all my Twitter and Instagram is linked. But if you do want to find me on Twitter, it's actually Jacqueline Monroe now, N-O-W. Right. So um, some Jacqueline Monroe beat you to it. Huh? Yeah, right. she did. Whoever that girl is. And yeah. then, uh, yeah, Instagram is Jacqueline Monroe, Facebook, Jacqueline Monroe Music. And then um, I also use, if anybody out there listening is a fan of bands in town, it's an application that uh, syncs up with your Pandora. I've started getting those here recently. It's really cool. But yeah, you can track, you know, artists that you want to see and it'll tell you whenever they're playing in your area and you can set like the mile radius on there. It's really cool. I think cool. people just go and find my email address and just put it in their bands in town. Yeah. <laughs> and <laughs> I just get all these random people's bands in town. Like, yeah. 
Well, I think it's synced with Facebook, so you probably get the notifications uh, like they RSVP'd to a, a show. But yeah, I definitely use that if anybody. I keep telling myself, I'm going to go look up this Bands in Town thing. I haven't even investigated it yet. It's great. Yeah, yeah. it's great. I, I've actually used that as a, a big platform for announcing nice. tour dates and Another stuff. Another so. tool for an independent. Definitely check it out. It's free. Absolutely. It's awesome. Well, thank you so, so much for being thank on the you, show. I uh, can't wait to have you back. I'd love to hear results from the tour yeah. for sure and uh, record sales and, yeah. and the whole deal. Um, and when you are ready to burn your first full album, yes. it would be sweet. Hopefully can we still we'll say it. album? I guess we do, don't yeah, we? Yeah, album. Full um, length, baby. Yeah, yeah. So thank you once again. Uh, folks, don't forget to go to the site. Sign up for the uh, music newsletter. Sign up or, or go ahead and download this song. It's a free download, Burn, from Jacqueline Monroe. Uh, I'd love for you to go to iTunes and leave us a, re a review on the show. That would be great because what that does, um, if you're not aware, is that it helps the show rank. So if someone goes and they're looking for Jacqueline or they're looking for Nashville Rocks, when they type in those search terms in iTunes, um, it's looking for shows who have more popularity. So by giving us a review, you're really helping these artists get a little bit more exposure. And of course, I, I will benefit from that as well because I'll get some circulation. But really, every show I've ever done has been about the artist. So let's get these artists some more recognition. Let's get some reviews on iTunes. There's links in, in this post. Um, and you can just search Nashville Rocks in the podcast section on iTunes, and I guarantee you it will come up. So uh, do that. That would be fantastic. Make sure to subscribe to the show on your podcast player of choice, whether you're using uh, iTunes, the, the podcast player on your phone, or you're using uh, TuneIn or Stitcher or any of these other players. If you subscribe, then you're guaranteed to get the new shows as they come out. And like I said in a previous episode, we're doing this weekly now, folks. So it'll be uh, more common to get these. So thanks again to Jacqueline. This has been Nashville Rocks Podcast, and we will see you next time. Goodbye, and God bless. Nashville Rocks.